my name is Arushi Choudhury, and I am the founder of Color for Empowerment, which is an organization dedicated to educating children on social and economic issues through coloring books in particular. And recently, I've been working on expanding my website and my passion to help educate teenagers on some call to action issues and um, just issues that they feel more of a personal connection with. And therefore I thought as the sustainability director at the University of Pennsylvania, I thought you would be perfect for this opportunity. So thank you so much for getting the time to talk to me. And if you don't mind, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Sure. Well, first I want to say thank you so much, Arushi, for having me on your podcast. It's so exciting that you've started this new venture and happy to be a part of it. Um, and I just think what you're doing is such an awesome thing. And so I'm Nina Morris. I'm the sustainability director with U the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, I've been at the University of Pennsylvania for about two years. And previous to working at the University of Pennsylvania, I worked at the University of Virginia, uh, where I worked in the sustainability office there as the outreach and engagement program manager uh, for about 10 years. So I have about at least 12 years, probably longer in sustainability, uh, particularly in higher education. Um, so I have worked with a lot with students. Um, I have had, I don't know, maybe a hundred students work in my office before. So um, working with students is something I'm super passionate about. And um, yeah, so I'm happy to continue that conversation with you today. Thank you. Your background sounds absolutely incredible. So jumping right in, what would you say your definition of sustainability is and how have you applied this definition at UPenn? Yeah, I think that's a great question, which is funny because you think a definition, you just look it up in a book and that'll tell you what it is. But uh, sustainability actually, I think, is more of an ethos than a definition um, because really what it's about is approaching situations, um, systems thinking with an understanding of the intersections between social, environmental, and economic factors that kind of make the current situation. And then under utilizing that same framework to help understand a better path forward, knowing what we know about the climate emergency, knowing what we know about social inequality, what can we do to take a systems approach for addressing whatever situation's in front of you, whether that's looking at your closet and realizing that you could do your clothes come from a factory where there's, you know, poor conditions uh, for the workers. It's creating sort of challenges in the environment there and making different decisions about what you do with, you know, the clothing that you have to looking at your waste and figuring out something different there to looking at large systems and thinking about what can we do to make policies better and uh, for everything from, you know, at the federal level to the local level, actually even at the global level. Um, those are all different spaces in which um, having a sort of sustainability mindset can help us think better and make better decisions. Um, and I would also add that it's important to think about how justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion also factor into the whatever decisions that you're making and also to the systems that we're, we're a part of. Um, because whatever decisions we make has to make sure that we're creating an environment that supports everybody and everyone has equal access to um, to the resources at hand. So I think that's an important piece of the, the sort of sustainability ethos, if you will. 
That's a great way to reframe that common definition. And your passion is clearly conveyed in the work you do, which is absolutely incredible. Why do you think it is important for sustainability to be promoted at UPenn and at other schools? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, think of schools as like a little city or as a little community. Um, and so every decision that we make at UPenn and in any school or in higher education down to an elementary school has both positive and negative impacts uh, when it comes to sustainability. Um, and so when you're thinking about the sort of negative side, right, like thinking about your carbon footprint, your waste footprint, water, nitrogen, you know, it's important for those sort of little communities to think about, okay, how do we track those? How do we address those and make different decisions? Um, and then how do we communicate that to our larger group? And um, so I think that's that's a lot of what our job is, is like looking at those um, environmental impacts and determining a better solution for those um, and really engaging all the parts of the community to make those kinds of systemic changes that we need to. Um, and then I would say another key piece, you know, why it's important is to promote the positives, like in the way education can be a space for students to develop new ideas, practice new things, um, especially when you get into higher education spaces, you're at the cutting edge of research. And so that's where you're going to see the newest renewable energy ideas starting and, um, and, you know, or, uh, the latest innovations in food and agriculture that all happens in higher education. And so that's sort of where the, why it's so important for higher education to consider sustainability, not only in the way we operate our campus, but also in our labs and our, um, education systems as well. So, um, so we really do try to think about it at Penn and I'm sure in many other schools, um, across the whole institution, what we can do to be more, to con more sustainable in our actions, but also in our thought process and, um, and in the work that we do. I love how you're engaging your entire student community to participate in such a global need, which is absolutely amazing. Taking into all the hard work you do, what would you say is the most favorite part of your job or what do you enjoy the most about your job? Yeah, I think the best part about my job is it's twofold. It's getting to work with so many different kinds of people, both in terms of like at Penn, I get to work with students and faculty and staff, but I also get to work with community members on projects. Like a good example is our office runs uh, an event called Creating Canopy, where we give away trees um, to, uh, to help increase tree canopy in the city of Philadelphia. And so, you know, that kind of work is really rewarding and being able to know that the work I do every day helps create a better future. You know, I think that's a big motivation for me to get up every day. Um, I'm a mom. And so knowing that like, I'm doing everything I can makes a big difference. And I find that very rewarding. That's awesome. Yeah, I I love making a change and meeting new people and your job perfectly intertwines the both, which is so awesome to hear. So at UPenn, how are you measuring sustainability success? 
Yeah. So this is a big part of our job is, so as you can imagine, sustainability changes need everybody to kind of make a difference. And so even our team can't do everything when it comes to sustainability. And so what our job ends up being in terms of like measuring sustainability is um, putting together our roadmap for uh, climate and sustainability action. And so at Penn, we call this our climate and sustainability action plan. And every five years, we write down what we want to do to make our campus more sustainable um, across all these different factors, like uh, carbon, the way we run our buildings, the waste that we create, the food that we provide to our students, research, academics, all of that kind of folds into this climate and sustainability action plan. And so we say there's over 100 things that plan that we want to do over the five years. And so our job is to not necessarily do every one of those 100 things, but to help communicate to our community, what have we done? Are we making progress? And what does that progress look like? So part of that is tracking our greenhouse gas emissions. So that's part of the, you know, if you're familiar with carbon footprints, like that's a big piece of, we try to track all the carbon related to pens. Um, activities, if you will. So all of our buildings, group, you know, we use energy in our buildings. So there's a carbon footprint there. So we track all that for Penn. And then our office tracks over time how we're doing to reduce those carbon emissions. And so um, since we started tracking back in 2009, Penn has reduced its footprint about 41% compared to where we were in 2009. And that's impressive because we're still growing in terms of putting more buildings on our campus. We're doing a lot more research than we were back in, in 2009. So we're not saying we, you know, we're saying we can still do amazing things, provide important resources to our community and reduce our carbon footprint. Those are not mutually exclusive. So I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about how we like measure success. And we use our annual reports as a way to kind of show every year what we're doing um, and communicate that to our community. That's incredible. I love how all these measurements have a clear timeline and are bound to make a true sustainable impact at UPenn. So now I know that all jobs do come with challenges. So what is the biggest challenge you faced while working on a sustainability project? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge that, at least a common challenge that I face is that uh, when you're talking about sustainability, you're usually trying to do something new or different. And so, um, and you're trying to do something that was done before in a different way. And so that usually means you have to create, you have to add better education and you have to maybe add some more resources to make that change possible. So it takes a lot of convincing of people to kind of say, hey, I know we've done it this way for a long time, but now we need to do it differently. And you're going to have to pay more money or you're going to have to learn a new skill. And so it's getting those resources and changing those minds that is the, ch- the most challenging part. They're not insurmountable, but they are challenges for sure. That makes sense. Your resilience to like overcome these challenges is one to really admire. And thank you for sharing that. So last but not least, what is one piece of advice or a lesson you've learned that you want to share with others to better the environment? I think the best piece of advice I have is to 
be patient and to be sympathetic and empathetic to people that you're talking with. Because even if somebody is, say, using a bunch of fossil fuels to power their building, they probably do it for a specific reason. And it's probably not a bad one. You know, it's probably because they don't have a better alternative. So coming at a situation with some empathy and understanding helps you get further down the road with that person in the long run um, and helping coming at a problem with solutions rather than just criticism is also a really important thing to keep in mind too. Um, People listen better when you have uh, a more constructive mindset and a more uh, approachable attitude. And so I think that was something that I had to learn the hard way uh, when I came into the field. I was like, why can't we just get off of fossil fuels? And just being like, okay, well, there's a, there is a why behind that. And let's unpack what that why is. And let's look at strategies to start addressing those so we can make progress. And so it's not always an easy thing and it's not always the quickest way, but it's the only way I've seen to actually make some progress. I I completely agree. Yeah. Constructive criticism is one that many people, including myself, take a while to just adapt to the whole mindset and the whole idea of that in the first place well thank you so much for speaking with me it was really fun getting to know you and i hope we cross paths again in the future thanks so much and thanks for having me thank you